Today in the Magic Kitchen, we're helping you get realigned on your spiritual path. I'm Leander Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. believe this but i leave for ireland in two days like i don't oh know God. where the time went so i booked this trip again as always kind of spirit led and i'm gonna be going to dublin and galway so i'll be posting a lot about some sa- sacred sites i'm planning to visit there's a bridged well off the road on the way to the cliffs of moor in galway that yeah. i'm so excited to see a friend of mine went and it's she said it was yeah. amazing. It is amazing. I was supposed to go there last year and I missed it. And I am so excited for this trip for you because it's going to be amazing. Oh. Well, hopefully next time we can go together because I I've been to Ireland, I, but I would love that. I haven't like I think there's a lot that I'm going to realize I don't have time to see because I'm only in Galway yeah. for like two and a half days and we're doing a Connemara forest one day, which is like a massive protected oh, forest. Yes, it is. So yes, I'm really excited to see it, but it's, I won't see all of it, you know, and then that'll be a mm-hmm. whole day. And then another day is this Cliffs of Moor and Bridges well. So I'll probably just keep seeing stuff I didn't do. So we'll have to go back together. <laughs> yeah, we will. I, I totally am on board for that. <laughs> and then what else is going on? Oh, I also booked another trip. I'm going to Prague at the end of this month which is exciting. I Again, I've been to Prague, yeah. but I haven't really like seen much of it. We went for Christmas. So we did the Christmas stuff last time I went. And I was like, yeah, almost 10 years ago. So now I'm going wow. with a different perspective. <laughs> and a friend of mine from the States is meeting me in both of those places. She's doing a whole Euro tour. So I'm just kind of tagging along where the cheap flights led me. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta love that. <laughs> but there's this church in Prague called the Ossuary. And it is completely made of skeletons. Oh. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. I can't wait. That's the most exciting. I haven't actually looked beyond that. Like, I know that's what I'm doing. Beyond that, (laughs) I am excited to see what else we see. Last time I went, I went to a Jewish cemetery, which was some of the graves were over a thousand years old. And that was really cool. Wow. That is cool. So I I wouldn't mind going back there again, too. Um, I love all the history. Yeah. Yeah. And otherwise, just doing a lot of writing. I have another article going out in Which Way magazine next month that is finalized. And I submitted a kitchen witchery article for May's publication already. So I'll have those up on Patreon Mm. early. And then I have articles that I just did. I went to the Falaforia parade last week. I went to two. And that's a Dionysius parade in Greece. And I recently found out, too, that Lithuania and Bulgaria and Romania all do the same thing. They have this, like, end of winter, welcome the springtime, fertility, right? Leave it to the Greeks. Theirs was the raunchiest that I could research. But 
it was like it literally begins with a giant phallus like everybody dances around a massive <laughs> phallus it's like six feet tall actually it was more like seven feet tall <gasps> two foot diameter oh my God. so i wrote two articles about this festival for the wild hunt which that's on my website mm. on seekingnewminute.com and it's also uh i, I did a, a little video about the costume i put together on my instagram so if anyone wants to check that out it was really fun i don't work with yeah. Dionysius, but it was a really cool cultural event he's a fun deity i don't know yeah <laughs> he's like the party animal of the deity crew you know <laughs> yeah and i i i also like i like his connection to pan like i i kind of that yes. theory of like he is just the more modern version of pan kind of endeared me to him a little bit more but gotcha yeah. his his energy at the festival i don't know i don't know that i like the chaos that much like i'm glad i did it i went yeah, to two is- so I'm glad I did them once, but I, I don't know that I'd go next year. Yeah. Well, and his symbolism um, in a lot of areas, he really symbolizes like the lower spiritual aspects of humanity. Kind of like the um, the the drunk, teenaged, rebellious side of our spiritual path. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that because it reminds us that we're not – this path is not always – you know, solemn and beautiful. And <laughs> sometimes you got to bring out that little party animal and have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I read in my, my research that the reason these, these parades, these festivities, because it was, there was the Phalophoria parades that ended it, but then the whole month was a, a month of celebrating spring cool. and, and Dionysius and partying and sex and fertility of all kinds. But it wasn't just about like fun and excitement. It was, it was actually catharsis for the fear of winter being over. Like winter was oh, such yeah. a fear-based time until very recently. Right. Like we're so fortunate to live in a time Life where winter death. isn't a death sentence. Like if you were above a right. certain age or of a certain health, winter could be the end just because it's cold. Yeah. So there was yeah. this very cathartic element of like, you know, a collective deep breath. And then I also read, which is a little less wholesome, that Mm. there was so much debauchery and like assaulting and like murder. And like, they were such dangerous parades to attend that that's why everybody was masked. It wasn't actually like in homage to anything religious or theatrical, or it was because that that was how they could get away with what they were going to do. And the police of the Uh time, they didn't call them the police, but you know, like the town elders and they would turn their blind eye to it because everyone knew, okay, you get it out of your system and then it's time to move on and do the plowing and harvesting for spring and no pun intended and just enjoy like the hard work now, you know, ready yourself for that hard work with one last hurrah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Wow. Yeah, Scary, cool. but interesting. So what have you been up to? So I have, huh. <laughs> so um, we're just about done with the shop. All that move out is happening, selling off all the fixtures, all the, all the, all the furniture that I refurbished and painstakingly, you know, made this, you know, this great atmosphere so we're, good. we're getting it is and it's it's a good transition you know like this is the time of year of transitions so it's a really good 
you know, timeline and I'm ready to be done with it. I'm, you know, ready to, to settle here at home where I'm, I'm in my renovated garage. So it feels good. It feels, you know, more secure. I feel more protected here, probably because I have so many wards, but I, Oh, I've been meaning to tell you about this and I think you're going to love it. So the other day I'm here, I'm filling orders and I'm listening to one of the many podcasts that I listen to. And the, 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 I can't even remember right now the podcast name, but um, they're talking about Hikate. And, you know, you know me, I've always kind of like wandered the perimeter of her. I've worked with her, but not directly, you yeah. know, d- not directly. Like I'm not a dedicate of her. Yeah, yeah, me so, too. So <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to this podcast and the, the one host was talking about her relationship with the deity, with her. And um, she was talking about offerings that she traditionally leaves her. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool, you know? Yeah, because I leave my deities offerings all the time. And, like, talking about this, I feel I'm feeling it again. Like, this weird, this just intense. It was so cool. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, filling my teas, and I'm, you know, listening, and just, you know, feeling good. It was a really good day. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear her voice. What would you leave me? And I was like, huh? Okay. And I'm getting full body chills again. And immediately, yeah, immediately, like full body chills, like all the way from my scalp down to my toes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I would leave you extremely dark, luscious chocolate. And she said, good. And Ooh. like she was with me for hours after that. Like I could feel, I, I just, I can feel her now, like just talking about it. It's amazing. And I'm like, does this mean I need to work with you? Like what's going on here? <laughs> But like, I feel like I'm in that limbo right now where I'm waiting for the next phase of her. Like she, like, I don't think it was a call directly to work with her, but now I am getting closer to her. So maybe I will be working with her soon. Um, Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to think of it, but (laughs) it was very interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, every interaction I've had with her, it's like it's been productive. It's been positive. It's been eye opening. You know, it's I've never had the feeling like she wouldn't want to work with me. But so that's that's kind of the next phase in my, I guess, spiritual path is entertaining the idea of working with her and maybe getting closer to her, understanding her better. And um, yeah, and and so. That's like always like every time I talk about it, I was talking to our friend about it and she gave me a bunch of resources to like check her out and get, you know, get more familiarized with her. Yeah, and that's awesome. so in the midst of all this, like I'm also like creating workshops for the community. I have the great mother workshop coming up at the end of this month, which I'm super excited about because I think this is such a powerful feminine archetype. Like she, the great mother is powerful and nurturing and she is the womb mysteries blood mystery she's earth and water you know so i'm super excited about this one so i'm hoping to see a bunch of people in that workshop so we can drum together and you know manifest her presence with us um yeah but other than that like really <laughs> i'm not traveling yet i'm kind of hunkering down trying to put everything back together after moving out of the shop now i've got this this transition with hikate that i need to figure out <laughs> But in the midst of it, I'm still, you know, creating spells and rituals and content for 
the community, the whole compendium like is growing. I have more meditations that I'm going to bring up and record and I'm just so excited for what we're doing in there. It's really amazing. Yeah. Have you ever wondered where the modern practices that we use in witchcraft today really came from? My next event, A History of Modern Witchcraft, I'll delve deep into the answer to that topic, starting in the 1880s with Aleister Crowley and the Golden Dawn and moving us all the way through to today. Join me March 11th at noon EST or get the recording in your inbox. You can get tickets on seekingnumina.com slash events, Eventbrite, or by following the link in the description below. Hope to see you there. So today we're going to talk about what it means to be misaligned and we're going to talk about you know, how to get realigned, how to recognize when you're out of alignment and give you some tips for bringing yourself back into your craft and feeling like you're witchy enough and that you are able to do the things you want and need to do on your craft, on your path. <laughs> so let's talk about the word alignment. So we use this word medically, right? To mean that like your bones, your body yep. is working well it's at its highest form and that's what we're doing with our craft it's our spiritual body if you will we want to feel aligned with what we're doing that what we're doing feeds and nourishes us just like Mm -hmm. when you're working out your movement feeds and nourishes your body so when we feel misaligned there's going to be some signs some signals that your body your mind and your spirit are going to give you and these might not at first say to you like, oh, this is a spiritual problem. But what we're going to encourage you to do today is listen to your body, your spiritual self as well, and start to see where these misalignments might be. So when you're, when you've been a witch for a little while, no matter how long you've been a witch, you might find yourself getting into certain habits And you might not even realize how deep these habits are going. These behavior chains are affecting the way you you show up at your altar. Maybe you've been using candles every time you go to your altar. You can second guess or or analyze how that's serving you and see if it is still working for you at any time. Like maybe you want to do more with incense. Maybe you don't actually need to light the candle every time you show up at your altar just to recharge. You know, it can be simple changes that need to happen to get you back in alignment, or it can be huge overhauls. <laughs> and we'll talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. I, and, I, and I want to be clear in reference to the huge overhauls. Not everything needs a huge overhaul. When we are misaligned, sometimes it's just a matter of dropping back into our body and dropping back into what, what do we want? What do we need? What are those things that are essential to us that help us feel alive and excited and motivated? And that doesn't require a huge overhaul. That just requires you realigning with your purpose. And one of the most powerful things that I do, and sometimes it's a difficult process, and if you do it enough, it becomes easier, but at first it'll seem difficult, is asking yourself, what do you want and what do you need? And this can be something 
as simple as you need a drink of water right now. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. need some rest right now. You need to sit in a quiet place for five minutes. And like I said, it doesn't have to be this huge overhaul every single time. Now, if you find yourself in a procession of things that uh, are not working, then maybe your habits, your mindset need an overhaul. And that's a little bit bigger. But sometimes it's just we need some rest. We need to take some things off of our plate and really aligning and, and deciding in our life. What do we need? What helps us feel alive? What helps us feel less resistance? And what helps us feel empowered? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you a witch? Why did you come Mm -hmm. to this path? What did you want to get out of it? And are you getting that out of it? Mm -hmm. If you're not, then that's where realignment needs to happen. And if you keep a journal, a magical journal, book of shadows, a grimoire, call it what you will. If you have anything like this, you should go back and see what your original entries were like. What were, what was baby witch you looking to do? (laughs) And if you are still new to the craft, or if you haven't started a journal yet, it's never too too late to start a journal. Like I have gone through f- a few different ways of journaling, but the way I now keep my book of shadows is when I when I do a ritual, I'll write out what it was if it was very detailed. But if it was just my usual kind of thing that I always do that I like to do, again, this is where you can check your alignment. If you don't like to do what your usual is, change your usual. <laughs> but I don't write all that. I might just say, you know, ritual for protection. Cause I, I'll kind of know what that is at this point, but I will write essentially only a few times a month, full moon. I write whatever I did for that ritual. And usually that is more of a, like a thing that I say, what color candle I used. I draw the sigil I used, whatever I did. My new moon, I check in with my goals and myself. So that's an excellent practice. If you're just going to do one thing, check in with yourself once a month, new moon or full moon, whichever you like. I like new moon because we're you know, we're waxing into growth. Um, and then Sabbaths, I write what I do with my Sabbaths. And those usually tend to actually be the shortest entries, especially if I do it with my coven in online or in person, because I just kind of, you know, jot down what I did, like, just so I don't remember if I got any messages in meditation, that kind of thing. Like it, these are one pagers. So that's really all you need to do. And if you're not a journaler, you could do a vlog, you could do audio recordings, you could even do a vision board or a visual part component. <laughs> and you can use that to also set goals. This past month for the new year, I shared a ritual with my coven for the full moon, my, my Patreon group for the full moon. That was a little bit more, it was less magic-y, but more magic-y at the same time. Because we worked, <laughs> we made vision boards together for the 2023 witches we wanted to be. So, you know, vision boards, we see them all the time. But if you can focus that and say, this is the kind of witch I want to be, you can do this any time in the year. You know, that's a great visual aid for you. Well, and I think something important to realize is, especially when you're making witchcraft your way of life, those mundane tasks, the tasks that we kind of dismiss or we don't view as being witchy, (laughs) quote unquote, um, those are the most important tasks for becoming more magical on an everyday basis and doing things every day that inspire and ignite your path. So if you are dismissing those vision boards or even washing the dishes and that sort of thing, if it's, if it's becomes this drudgery, then 
you're missing something and you're not aligning with the purpose behind it. And so what you want and what you need also needs to align with the purpose of each task. So say uh, an example, a really easy example is you want to rid your home of negative energy, okay, but you leave clutter around. So that simple task of daily cleaning or taking 15 minutes to to pick up the old mail and put away the dishes or sweep or mop or whatever those simple, simple tasks are. If we're dismissing the value, the magical value in those, then we're dismissing magic out of our life. Yeah. And I know that's not always something that we think of like, oh, you know, it's, we have to be like the craft or we have to be like yeah. charmed or we open a book and we say a spell and all this glitter and lightning <laughs> and everything comes shooting out of it or from the sky. And that's not how magic really is. Everyday magic that we practice as everyday witches is going to seem very mundane to someone else. But in mm-hmm. our mindset – we are doing something that is incredibly powerful and paramount to the overall energy of our space. And when we recognize the energy that we need and want in our lives, we more easily can recognize when we're not aligned with that, when it's not happening. And then we can pull ourselves back and say, okay, what's going on here? I feel chaotic. How do I bring myself back and how do I get myself into a space or in a mindset or into an energetic flow that helps me live my best life, that helps me live as a witchy person and helps me identify as a witch? The Magic Kitchen Podcast is funded and supported by thewitchwoodteahouse.com, offering a variety of hand-blended loose leaf teas as well as loose herbs for all of your ritual, spellwork, wellness, and everyday enjoyment needs. If you would like to support this podcast while sipping a great cup of tea, head over to thewitchwoodteahouse.com and find the magic that's in store for you. So let's talk a little bit about how to recognize the idea of being misaligned and how to recognize within your body and within your experience when you're misaligned. Now, you being aligned is going to be look differently than me being aligned. Like my baseline alignment is I'm a very calm, collected, organized person. That's my baseline. I'm I'm not excitable, <laughs> although I do get excited, but I'm not, you know, erratic. I, I can be very clear thinking and very focused and organized when I'm aligned. And when I'm aligned, I get things done really quickly because I'm so fo- focused and organized and I'm very driven in what I'm doing. When I'm misaligned, I am flitting from this project to that project, this task to this task. I'm all over the place. I am spread way too thin. So for you, maybe being aligned for you is that you're really excited about something. So you start digging in and you start plowing away at it and it takes up all your time and all your focus. But because you're so into it, that becomes your entire world right then and there. 
And it's going to look very different for you than it would for me. So one of the things in recognizing your misalignment is knowing where you are aligned, right? So some of the indicators for a lot of us, some of the common indicators for being misaligned is that you're frustrated, you're unhappy, you feel like you're dragging yourself through each day or each task. And this one is, for most people, a very clear indicator that you're misaligned. And it's good to check in with yourself when you are feeling lively. In my free course, which you can you can access that um, on the Rebel Mystic community online there, there's a free course there under my Seeking Numina section. And it's really hard sometimes to to live in the moment when you're happy, which sounds sounds like counterintuitive. But um, I read recently that we are wandering, our minds are watering, wandering 45 to 65 percent of the time. Yes. So that's going to happen when we're happy, when we're unhappy. But next time you're happy, next time you're enjoying yourself, you feel yourself laughing. Just remember to stay present in that and. Notice how your body feels and then compare that to other activities that you're doing. So next time you're at your altar, see how that feels. If it's not feeling like that last time you were laughing, how can you adjust that? How can you realign your path? Yeah. Because you should feel energized. Like at the end of the day, witchcraft is all about energy. So when we don't feel Mm. our energy at its zenith, not that we should always feel ready to run a marathon. That's a different kind of energy. It's it's just this... (laughs) joy to be alive you know witchcraft helps us stay present and enjoy our lives and feel empowered and confident in our in ourselves spirit and body if you're not yes. if you're unhappy if you're sludging on if you're tired more than you should be you know you're getting your sleep mm-hmm. look look into how you can energize yourself what can you what can you change or adapt or remove from your routine that would make you happier right And I think when we're doing too much, when we're stressed out beyond belief, we become very irritable. And that's a clear Mm -hmm. indicator that you are not aligned is when you're irritable with doing the things that normally would make you happy. And this is, you know, one of those gray areas that we have to walk as witches because that's really what witchcraft is. It's a gray area. We don't have any one doctrine. We don't have any Mm -hmm. one preacher or priest or Vatican or anything like that telling us what to do, when to do, how to do it, why to do it, where to do it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to decide for ourselves what works, what doesn't work, what helps us and what doesn't help us. And we can't do it all all at once. And I think that's the one of the mistakes a lot of new witches and even older witches, I do it too. We think that we have to do it all. We have to know it all right away. We have to read every book. We have to, you know, take every class. We have to join every coven. We have to do every retreat. And mm-hmm. that's not that's just not possible. So when we try to do too much, we end up feeling irritable because we're, again, spread too thin. And that, like I said, that's one of my indicators. When I am spread too thin and I am feeling irritable and cranky at everything, then even the things I do enjoy become drudgery. They become a task instead of something that I enjoy. And in that, it can lead me to making decisions that are not so good for my path. Yeah. And I think that can come when we look at our decision making. So if you find that you're making rash decisions, and there's something here called decision fatigue, Mm 
In a day, believe it or not, you make over 20,000 decisions. And that can be, you know, where to put your hand when you're sitting down. It can be, am I going to turn left or right in my car? Or it can be at the grocery store and you're shopping. But we make a lot of decisions, 20,000, 20,000. So if you find yourself in the big moments, just making rash decisions, you know, throwing things away really quickly that you didn't really think about if you wanted or not, or tossing things in the cart that you aren't even sure if you need. Right. And with witchcraft, we can do this a lot too, where, you know, maybe we just make the decision like, "Ah, I'm not going to celebrate this full moon or "Ah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to light this candle and be done. I'm not going to say the, the affirmation I wrote. Right. You know, like we're rushing through it. We're trying to knock Mm -hmm. it off that list. Yes. Think through those decisions and, and a good way to help with this is to set a plan in in motion. So Mm -hmm. if you know the full moon is coming, which we know it is right every month. So think about how like, (laughs) all right, it's coming around like the fifth to the 10th, pretty much every month in, in 2023. So maybe around the first, you say, okay, I'm going to take an hour to plan it or maybe 10 minutes. Honestly, it doesn't, It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Plan what you're going to do and then know that you're going to show up at 8 p.m. And then you don't have to make the decision to show up at 8 p.m. on the 7th. You know you're going to do it. And you know what you're going to do. There's no decision making. Oh, yeah, there it is. My pink candle. I'm going to invite love back into my life today. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's another great indicator of being misaligned is failing to plan or failing to prepare. And this is, again, this doesn't have to be huge. It's just a mental note. Or Mm -hmm. if you do keep a planner. I, I keep a planner. I keep both a um, physical planner and a digital planner because I need things to pop up on my phone telling me what to do next because mm-hmm. I do a lot. I do that reminders and, thing every day, yep, constantly. Absolutely. You know, even from my, my daily routines, my you know exercise routine, my meditation routine, I have little reminders that pop up. Even though I know I'm supposed to do them every single day, I still like the reminders. And I will do the same for moons and rituals and that sort of thing that I want to plan for. And I even have a a worksheet that I created initially for myself, but I did share it in with my community in with my courses that it helps you plan out your ritual from start to finish. How do you want to feel? What do you want to experience? What are the energetic aspects? Is it a full moon? Is it a waning moon? Is it, you know, what's the season? So it really, it, it walks you through each element. What are the, the list of items you need so that you can plan easy peasy, all laid out for you. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to stress about it. And then voila, before you know it, you have this ritual that is all laid out for you and you did that. And you didn't have to stress over it. So I recommend using the tools that you can, that you have available to you and not question them. Yeah. And witches planners or day, witches day book is what Llewellyn calls it. But this year I got Wee Moon and they've been around Mm. for 30 years. Um, Leandra was in Lisa Chamberlain's. Yes. It's called Wicca, a witch's planner. Um, And Actually, if you get it mid-year, it's cheaper because, you know, yeah. year's already going. So if you haven't bought one yet, it is definitely not too late. Um, right. There's a lot of good ones out there. I, I yeah. really recommend both of those. I, I got Wee Moon this year because the art just drew me in. But yeah. um, they're great because they show the moon signs and where the planets oh, nice. are. And yeah. it'll tell you, like, 
you know, retrogrades. In the beginning, there's an article. There's actually, they come with several articles, which is cool too, about different spell work and stuff. But then they have a section about specifically what is in, um, like, what's coming up in the year for retrogrades. Mm -hmm. And and then you can see, oh, crap, you know, October is going to be rough. Like, let me... Mentally make a note about that. You know, there's maybe four retrogrades or something. So it is really handy. And I actually did a walkthrough on Instagram of the We Moon Planner. Not a sponsored product, sadly. I wish it was. But (laughs) it is really, I just loved it and I wanted to share it. So I've been enjoying that one this year. But they're really helpful because it's just right there. You don't have to get Googling and it's just exhausting. Yeah, that is nice. And I think it's another good example of you being in alignment with... Um, what you needed for your path. You you chose that because of the art. It gave mm. you some joy. It gave you some motivation, maybe. Yeah. And they're moving you, pieces. It, like they're very cute. Yes. And beautiful, yeah. depending on the piece. So yeah, if if that's what draws you to it, go lean in. Don't feel like you have to question every single choice you make. And, and that's another sign of being misaligned when you question everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, was this right? Oh, was this, you know, the the kosher thing to do or you know did why did i do that why did i do that well why did you do it if you're aligned with what you need and want on your path then there's no question of why you did it you did it because it aligned with you so if you found something beautiful that you want in your on your altar or in your planner or on your you know background of your phone don't question it just lean into it enjoy it And things should seem easy. Witchcraft Mm -hmm. should seem easy. Like, it's like, it's like relationship advice. I always say that too. Like, it should just be easy. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're, you're, it's, (laughs) you're, you're building a relationship with the craft, with the goddess, with your patrons, with your spirit guides. And that should be easy. Like, it shouldn't feel stressful and difficult and a sludge. Like, there's, I, I, we all have those feelings that we have to, deal with that sometimes, you know, a presentation at work or something that's like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I know I have to. Witchcraft should Mm -hmm. never be there ever. Even with the spell that's big, it shouldn't feel daunting. It should feel like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is it. I'm going to manifest wealth. I'm going to manifest a joyful wedding day. Like whatever it is, you should be geared up to do that ritual no matter how long or Mm -hmm. short. So if it feels difficult, it is okay to take a break from witchcraft. We did an episode on magical yeah. burnout last season. Yeah. It is great to take breaks. Like maybe you take a break and then what's amazing about breaks is you actually want to get back to the thing. Yeah. So don't feel like taking a break is going to set you back. It might propel you forward. Yeah. we And we need that. Again, that's sacred rest. We need rest. Mm-hmm. And if you're tired all the time, then you are definitely out of alignment. If you're tired and you can't mentally pull yourself together to do a ritual or to write in your planner or your journal then and do the work that you are inspired to do initially, then it's time to take that step back. It's time to look at things differently. And keep in mind, there is a difference between mental and physical rest. Mental rest will make you tired all the time. No matter Mm -hmm. how much physical rest you get, if you're mentally stressed out, mentally fatigued, you will always feel fatigue. And so pulling it back in, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to take a couple of days and I'm just, I'm going to rest. 
mentally and I'm not going to stress about it. I'm yeah. not going to make this a point of tension in my life and just pull it back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that goes with resistance. If you're feeling resistance mm-hmm. towards the things you want to do and you're not really inspired to do them where maybe you, you, you know, you wrote the spell, but it, like, if you're not energized, even in the creating of the spell before you even get to the altar, maybe it's, maybe it's not the right time or maybe there's not the energy has to be there. And Absolutely. that's not to put pressure on you, but <laughs> that's maybe where you need to take the break. Cause the energy will come. Like, it's not something you have to, it's not like, it's not like exercise or something like where like you get better muscles for energy. Like your energy is there the first spell you ever do. Yeah. So if it's not there at all and you're just mind is wandering, you're thinking about dinner or something like it's, it's yeah. not the right time. Put it down. It's okay. If the full moon is going to end after tonight, do it next full moon or do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, there's always another opportunity. There's very few occasions in witchcraft where there's like one time deal. Yeah. Um, so don't think that you can't try again. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of area for wiggle room. A lot of wiggle room. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Yeah. Another indicator that you're misaligned is the imposter syndrome. But mm-hmm. further than that, beyond that, that feeling that you're living a lie. So. This often comes to me when I am not leaning into the things that I know will help me, that I know benefit my path, and I'm not leaning into the things that I know make me happy and feel fulfilled on my journey. Yeah. And I think this happens for a lot of us is this imposter syndrome. Who am I to do this? Who am I to say I'm a witch? Who am I to say that I I can do magic? Who am I to believe that magic is there for me and that could come from a lot of places it could come from your indoctrination or your programming as a child up to this time especially if you come from a monotheistic point of view where you're taught that you're insignificant yeah that you're small that you you don't matter so much it's this great big being in the sky that's that who that's who matters Mm -hmm. but in witchcraft it's flipped you are the source. And it's hard sometimes to pull ourselves out of that imposter syndrome or the feeling that we're living a lie. But again, go back to aligning with what do you need and what do you want? And that could be scary sometimes. Yeah. And that can be as simple as an affirmation. Mm. That's, that's what I would recommend. One is the journaling because that gives you empirical evidence. I'm an evidence-based person. So if I want evidence that I'm doing witchcraft, I'm going to look through my book of shadows and be like, literally, there's the proof. Stop getting in your head about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing you can do is just write an affirmation. Mm. Don't even go to your altar with it if you don't want. Say it in the mirror. Say it to yourself while you're brushing your teeth. I am a witch. That can be it. Go with that. Mm -hmm. I am a witch and I've got the power. You know, put a song on your playlist that makes you feel witchy and listen to that when you're making breakfast. These are magical tools that we have in our toolkit that can get us back to that place and talk about it. Like, I think having a community that you can lean on is going to be a really big help there. Like when my patrons were messaging me at at the turn of the year and saying like, hey, this is something I'm dealing with. And it's funny because like these were all private messages, but I got several (laughs) from different community members. So I started tailoring some of our our, um, rituals again around that. And, you know, it helped like we're feeling a little bit more aligned and we're going into the year with that alignment. So talk to people, air those concerns, and you're going to find that other people are feeling the same way and you can move through it together. 
Yeah. And I think another good indicator, I know I had this one for a long time, is you have a hard time trusting your guides, your patrons, your ancestors. Mm. You mm-hmm. Again, going to that questioning idea, like you're questioning everything. Like, did I imagine that? Um, <laughs> was that a dream or was that real? Uh, and we do this when we're in the middle of an experience. So you're meditating and you have a guide come to you. But instead of allowing that experience just to come to you and and being in the moment of it, we're automatically questioning it. Yeah. What is this? What does it mean? What am I supposed to do? And sometimes you're not meant to do anything. Just accept it and be in the moment of it. Yeah. And when we start questioning and analyzing things in the moment, we kill it. We totally you know, the the ego mind takes over and yeah. we're unable to receive what we need to receive. Yeah. Keeping open is the key there. Oh, Just yeah. let it flow in. There's been a lot of times in my life <laughs> that I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And it just yeah. randomly a couple weeks, a couple months, maybe a year later, I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. Huh. Okay, yeah. and and that one can lead lead also into you not believing that you are capable, that you have mm-hmm. this power, that you can step into your power, and it can lead to fear. Yeah. And that's it, it. Just take a step back. <laughs> yeah, and recognize your patterns in this. So yes. burnout has patterns, and self doubt mm-hmm. has patterns, and maybe yes. self doubt is part of your burnout reflection. Maybe that's mm. your misalignment cue. Oh, is yeah, like you start to doubt yourself, then you start to turn yourself off from your spirit guides or your patrons mm-hmm. or your altar or your ancestors. Maybe you stop writing down your dreams, and then before you know it, you're at the place where you're like your altar's collecting dust. Like if you know you have a cycle, like if you've been a witch for a while. And I don't like to say off and on because I think we're always witches if we're witches. If that's your mindset, if that's your practice, yeah. whether ha- no matter how active you are, you're still a witch, but you have a, a flux of activity. That's okay. Right. Look for those patterns. Look for those those negative spirals. Yeah. Another indicator that I know I've fallen into this trap is forced perfection. Everything has to be perfect. Everything has to f- fall into place exactly as I perceive it needs to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this can be a really horrible trap because you're constantly looking for the perfect experience, the perfect altar, the perfect ritual, the perfect, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. And this will stop you from ever being able to experience things that as they are. Sometimes things are perfectly imperfect and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or you might write out a whole thing and you go off mm-hmm. script. That's mm-hmm. actually better. My I most successful spells are when I'm like, I might write one affirmation and then something else is what comes out. And I'm like, Ooh, that's better. Ooh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like roll and with I, it. I will be honest with you. I, I plan out every ritual I do. Every single time I get into that ritual, spirit takes over and has me do something different. Yes. Every single time in my community, in with the coven, everything, everything I've ever done, it's always been inspired, channeled. And I really think that's how we're meant to do things. Yeah, we can yeah. plan all we want. We have a good idea of what we, where we want to go with what we're doing. But in that moment, there's going to be a point and it might not be the whole thing. Maybe it's just the meditation or maybe it's just the affirmation, but 
if you are in alignment with your path, with your guides, with the energy of the purpose, the intention that you have there, you're you're going to have to let go. Yeah. And when you let go, you begin to channel the right energy that needs to be there in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. And when we try to force things, we try to force that perfectionism, then we stifle that. We cut ourselves off from that experience. Yeah. Are you enjoying the show? If you are, we'd really appreciate a five-star review. It helps us to reach more listeners like you and to keep doing the Magic Kitchen podcast. Thank you. So I think the last point we can talk about is you're out of alignment when you are gauging your practice and your experience based on what you perceive from others. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind what you see on social media, what you see as an yep. end product of a ritual, maybe at a public ritual or even a coven experience. You're pretty much seeing the end result unless you were involved in the planning, the setup, the you know, gathering of supplies, the decorating, all of that, you're only seeing the finished result. So gauging the experience off of that is going to be kind of, it's going to put a wedge in with your practice because you're not getting the full experience. And when you see people on social media with these perfect altars, these perfect, you know, supposedly perfect meditation practices, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're getting the best version of whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. You're not getting the full experience. So you're thinking in your head, oh, my gosh, I need to have this experience. And I've caught myself doing this even at uh, spiritual retreats. I'm looking around the room, seeing these people deep in their meditations or deep into this this experience. And I'm like, oh, why am I not having this experience? Why am I? What's wrong with me that I'm not having this experience? But then if once I let go of the expectations I put on myself based on what I'm seeing from others, then I have my own experience and I have my own deep awakening or my own deep revelation in whatever it is we're practicing. Yeah. And if you want to share and get some community input on, you know, the misalignments that you may or may not be feeling, you know, you're not really sure and you want to talk it through, please join us in the Magic Kitchen Pantry. We're doing our workshops the Wednesday after every episode comes out mm-hmm. and you can join that through the rebel mystic dot circle, or you can join it through my Patreon community, patreon.com slash Elise Wells. And both of those links are in the show notes. And yes. we're talking every, every other week, just like the episodes come out about what that episode went into detail with. And if you just have a question about it, personal or otherwise, you can send it to magickitchenpodcast at gmail.com. And we're taking those questions and we're using them to build episodes. We're using them to build conversations and grow this community of listeners and in our own communities. Cause we really are strong believers in that. You know, we don't, yeah. we don't do this for, you know, our own you know, to hear ourselves talk, talk. like (laughs) we really love the community support and knowing that we're helping you guys. And, you know, even if that's all you have to say is, Hey, I love this. Thank you. That sounds, we love that. We'd love to hear that. (laughs) So please email us. We love hearing from you. 
Absolutely. That's the best when we get to talk with you directly and, you know, you gauge, you, you give us a gauge for what to talk about on the episodes and, you know, what we need to teach in our courses yeah. on the Rebel Mystic, on the Patreon, on the pantry, like all the everything that we compile here helps us help you. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. And when you join the pantry or my Patreon community at the initiate tier, where you get the pantry, you'll get access to all my courses, including my most recent talk on connecting with spirit guides. And I'm joined by Kelly Newton of a nourishing place podcast. And we talked about our different experiences, our different backgrounds on spirit guides and how you can start connecting to them, how you can start trusting the messages you're getting. Cause that is the hardest thing with spirit guides is who the heck are they? What is this message? The discernment piece of it is very difficult. So we go into all that. It's great for beginners. So if you're interested in spirit guides, check out the pantry and you'll be able to get that course for free as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many resources. We have tons of resources for you. So please check out the links. Mary meet. Mary part. And and Mary meet meet again. again. Thank you for joining us on the Magic Kitchen podcast. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com, for news, information, and more episodes. I'm Elise Wells, and I can be found at Seeking Numina on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and SeekingNumina.com. That's Seeking, N-U-M-I-N-A.